Welcome to Project Giveback Connects, an extension of Project Giveback in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Giveback Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Project Give Back Connects. It's so nice to see all of you and wishing you a very healthy, mostly healthy, and happy 2022. Today's theme is all about being uniquely you. You know, we always hear quotes and we hear, be yourself, everyone else is taken. We hear, be yourself, who else is better qualified? Lady Gaga sings about it. Bruno Mars sings about it. Popular artists always sing about being your authentic self. And yet, there's so much fear to be that. Social media and the fashion industry sure don't help either. Um, Over the holidays, I read a book by Glennon Doyle. After tons of research on this topic, she writes 10, and I repeat, 10 is the age we begin to hide who we really are in order to become what the world expects us to be. Can you imagine that? 10 years old. And then she goes on to say that she was 10 years old when she learned to be quiet. Wow. Today, I'm so thrilled to feature people who live their authentic selves. They have such insights that will both inspire and open our eyes. Our first guest, this is a returning guest. She was on our very first Project Give Back Connects because she is so inspiring. But Adrian Gold is back and you're gonna hear this very strong and impactful message. Adrian speaks all over the world and she's impacted thousands, actually probably hundreds of thousands of people, including me. I just love her. Uh, She used to be a television personality, specializing in fashion, style, and beauty. She takes her experience and her learning and all of her research, and she pours it into her podcasts, her talks, and her leadership. So today, we welcome Adrienne Gold. Thank you for being here, Adrienne. It's an honor to be anywhere where you are, even virtually, I can tell you that. I'm sure everybody on this screen feels exactly the same way. So hi, everybody. You know, I am 63 and a half years old, and I feel more beautiful, more alive, and more vibrant than I did, certainly at 33, definitely more than I did at 23, and especially more than I did at 13. Ellen just mentioned Glennon Doyle's conversation about what she learned to stop being at 10 years old. But you should know that by the time I was 12, I had created an elaborate get up to hide what I was certain was a woman who nobody would ever want to go out with. No one would ever want to marry. I would never have children. I was convinced that I was utterly unlovable and physically hideous. It's ludicrous, 
But for a number of reasons that take too long to explain, I had internalized that. And I hid myself in the fashion industry. You see, I felt that if I could put on enough of a show, if my hair could be just kooky enough, if I could have enough piercings, if I could have enough perms, if I could have enough different hair colors, if I could wear the oddest enough clothing, that when I walked down the halls at school, people wouldn't say, oh, she's not very pretty. Instead, they go, what the heck is she wearing? And I used fashion. Instead of being an accessory, I thought of it as a corrective necessity. I used a costume to hide in plain sight. And as life would have it, as I became an adult and when I finished college, I entered into the fashion industry with absolutely no interest in it whatsoever, but I was really good at it because I knew how to hide. And I figured that's what everyone else wanted. Some years on two or three different television programs and a ton of work as a stylist, which actually pays more than anything else and was my favorite gig, I started to become disgusted with what I saw because what I saw was an industry that was heavily invested in wanting you to hate yourself. Because if you hate yourself, if you don't look good enough, correct enough, then you will generally go out and purchase things in an attempt to cover up the fundamental error that you think is you. And it's not your fault. Because do you know that today, young people today see more images in the course of a day than your grandmother did in an entire year, and that your great grandmother did in an entire lifetime. And images create subliminal messages. And in the beginning of my career, there were certain things a stylist could do, and they were limited because the computer generated programming hadn't really started. But eventually, it became so clear to me that I was perpetuating on other young men and women precisely what had messed me up so totally. I was part of the problem. The place where I ran to hide, I was encouraging other people to hide as though somehow there was some fundamental flaw. But each and every one of us are not just bodies, we are bodies, and we are bodies with souls and our soul is our primary identity and our bodies are secondary to that. And the job of feeling and being whole and beautiful is when the inside and the outside match. In fact, there's an idea that when the inside and outside ma don't match, when they contradict one another, they're called hollow or false. All of us have experienced meeting people who are physically exquisite, but their personality and their character traits are so hideous that they become ugly to us. And the contrary, of course, people who, when we first see them, they don't strike us in any way as compelling, but as we get to know them, we die for their face. We just want to see them, to be near them. Something happened to me about 15 years into my career that shocked me. And it's my job, I feel, to go around the world and share some of these images so that you know and you accept that what you are looking at in the world is not reality. It is impossible to compare yourself to something that doesn't exist. 
How many commercials did I do where an 18-year-old girl played the role of a mother of teenagers? How many things did I do where even before Photoshop, images were so radically altered that when you're sitting in the dentist's office, reading through a magazine from who knows how long, and you see an image, and subliminally you say, that's where I'm at, that's who I am, and you look closely at the person who's supposed to be you, and you look nothing like that, you feel repulsed and you turn the page, and then there's going to be an ad for some cream, some product, something that's going to help you rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. And that's the way it is. So I put together some slides because I want you to see how far it's gone from 20 years ago when I left that industry. So I'm going to ask if we can bring up my slideshow now. And I'm going to take you through just a few images so that you understand how onerous this is. This first image is from the H&M website some years back. It was pulled. It's where they were selling online in the early phases of their online websites. Now we all shop online. And when you look at this ad, the first thing that you see is a woman in identical positions. And when you look closer at her, you will see that while the skin tone is different and the faces are different, you'll notice that the bodies are identical. And that might make you come to think that perhaps it's just one body and that they Photoshop different models' faces on it. And you would be partially right, because apparently there was only one woman's body in the entire world that was attractive enough to model a bathing suit for H&M. I guess everyone else had breakfast or ate something the day before. Well, if that was all that there was, it would be enough. When you look at this picture, you see what we value in our culture. Multi-ethnicity is important. So there's a, there's a black woman and there's an Asian woman and there's a blonde girl and there's you know, a brunette. And so you're gonna see at least your skin tone represented, but one body and one body only. How did they manage that? Well, you're right about the faces because they did hire four different models to use their heads. But you see, apparently there wasn't even one woman in the entire world who was attractive enough to model a bathing suit because these are cyber images. So when you open a website and you look at a picture and you think, my gosh, why don't I look like that? You should know that neither does she. This woman does not exist. And there is an entire agency dedicated to what they call cyber models. And they love cyber models because you can make them malleable. You can make them do whatever you say. And it even gets worse than that. If we could go to the next slide, please. This is Lil Michaela. You could look her up on Instagram. She has millions of followers. She has special interests. She's an influencer with fashion. She certainly has tremendous style. She has a small burgeoning career in acting and in singing. I mean, maybe one day she could even, you know, come on one of these shows. Except nothing about Lil Israel. She's not just a cyber body. Her entire being 
is a cyber image. It's not bad enough that we look at our websites, we look at our advertisements and think, why don't I look so good or as good? And half the time they are using people who couldn't possibly ever represent what they're showing. But now the newest trend is influencers who don't exist. I often wondered why young people use filters on their selfies. Unless you're never gonna go outside again, people are soon gonna see that you are not the false image that you're portraying. But apparently there's no appetite for truth anymore in our world because this woman doesn't even exist. If you could take me to the next shot. This ad was pulled. It's Victoria's Secret because it says the perfect body. Now you should know that the perfect body standards differ where you are in the world. On the Ivory Coast of Africa, a woman needs to be over 200 pounds in order to enter the beauty pageant because a woman who is too skinny is either dying of disease or starvation. And you all remember Fiddler on the Roof, my wife, my Golda, looking like a rich man's wife with a proper double chin. These women have been photoshopped beyond recognition. If you look at the second girl here and you look at her left thigh, it's, it's just simply not possible. None of it is possible. But the real insult is to say that any one body is perfect. Do you know what a perfect body is, my friends? A perfect body wakes up in the morning and draws another breath has another opportunity to live. All of our bodies are temporary structures. Some of them work differently than others, but none of them are perfect. What is perfect is the life force inside of you that gives you another opportunity to be a human being. And if you could take me to the fourth picture. Don't just think it's the women they're going after. In the early days, when I worked as a stylist, we used to draw six packs or eight packs with a particular stencil kit, a makeup kit on men's bodies. But today there is lighting and adjustments with Photoshop that take the young man on the left and turn him into the young man on the right. What is the meta message here? The hospitals are filled with people, young people, suffering from some form of disordered eating or another in an attempt to make themselves coincide with things that don't even exist. I am begging you to trust nothing. Nothing. What you see is not what you get. Thank you for those. You could take that down now. I tell you this from the bottom of my heart, because when you compare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually, when you compare yourself with anyone but yourself, most of the time you're engaging in an illusion. 
because the majority of what you see is not real. And now more than ever, that is the truth. We are in life graded on our efforts, not our outcome. Our bodies are remarkable things that house our animating force, which is our soul. And there is only one way to feel physically and internally good. And that is to make yourself a promise. If you spend a half an hour in the mirror or at the gym or on the elliptical or whatever your manner of self-care is because we must care for our bodies, then you must spend an equal and slightly greater amount of time working on your character. For many years on television, people used to write in and say, Dear Miss Gould, you're not very pretty, but we just love to watch you. Dear Miss Gold, you could do to lose 20 pounds, but nevertheless, it makes us feel good to think that someone average looking could also be on TV. All my life, I heard these things. And yet, flavor of the month came and gone. And 20 years, I worked in that industry. I am telling you now that the greatest beauty is not determined by physical structure because that fades. What will make you beautiful is a character that draws others to see the goodness in themselves in your eyes. Look away from the advertising and look into your own heart. It's the greatest beauty secret that there will ever be. So thank you for listening to my abbreviated, but I hope direct message to all of you. You are perfect exactly the way you are. Wow. As are you, my friend. What, what an important talk. This really needs to be shared over and over and over again because people of all ages, including me, um, I put on my little filter for my Zoom, I, you know, and I shouldn't. My kids laugh at me. I shouldn't because I'm going out and they know I have more wrinkles than <laughs> I'm showing you. <laughs> but we're, we're all trapped in that world. And thank you for opening our eyes to this. And for you living your authentic self. So an honor, an honor. What a gift. I told you, is she not amazing guys? <laughs> so our next guest also lives his authentic self. He knew when he was so young, what he wanted to do. He wanted to be in the music world. He wanted to sing. He wanted to write. And he has never looked back. So Jacob was one of his favorite people and he was one of Jake's and uh, I'm one of his biggest fans and so excited he's here today. Welcome Tyler Simmons. Oh thank you so much Ellen. Um, it's such an honor to be here. Um, Adrian your last your presentation was amazing as well. Um, I especially feel that's tough in the music industry. There's a lot of 
people wanting you to be something, um, even if you're not that. So I learned over time that I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to do my own journey and make my own music that I wanted to make and look the way that I wanted to look and do what I wanted to do in that sense, because nobody knows who I am better than me, I guess. So that's, that's my thought process behind it. Um, the song I'm going to be singing today is an original that I wrote about just doing music, um, the sacrifices that it takes, but also the reward of just pushing through and, and doing it. So this is called Ordinary. Hope you guys enjoy. There's nothing ordinary about you, my friend. Thank you so much. I just love you. Thank you. Love you too. It's been such an honor being here. Thanks for having me. You are special. Thank you. So today's shining star, you're going to meet the very inspiring Oliver Tannenbaum. Wait till you hear what this resilient young man is up to. After reading a heartbreaking and heartwarming post from his father, um, we reached out to Oliver 
because we wanted him to share his story. And he's here today to share it with all of you. Welcome, Oliver, to Project Give Back Connects. Hi, Ollie. Hi. Hi. Um, Oliver, please tell us about an idea you had and why you came up with it in the first place. Um, I decided to start a book club at my school because I knew that there were a lot of people like me who love reading books and that they were in my school and I just needed to start a club to get them together and read books and do what we love. So Oliver, when you, when you put that out there at your school, um, what happened when you put yourself out there like that? Well, at first I was really nervous when I saw the um, when I saw the posters and everything. And at the first book club, nobody showed up, which was which was kind of disappointing at first. But I decided not to get discouraged and try even harder. I love that, Oliver. I mean, I can't imagine how that felt for you to go out, go out of your way and do something because guys, Oliver doesn't read like books, like, like books. Oliver reads books. And Oliver, how many books do you have going at a time? Um, right now, I'm actually reading three books. And <laughs> sometimes it can get a bit more. So, okay, so no one showed, which I can't imagine how upsetting that was for you. And what did you do about it? You're so resilient. You didn't give up, guys. Tell us what you did. Well, I talked with my parents and we came up with an idea to um, ask this local bookstore we go to called Type Books. And they let me recommend books for them. And I put books I like on a shelf and I inspire people to read. Isn't that amazing? So there's Oliver's picks. Oliver, show your shirt. Show your shirt so we can all see. There's Oliver's picks. It looks like that. And that's it, type books. And there's a whole shelf. But then you also started something else in your school. What has happened since then? Well, I've got three other um, members of the club. And we're reading a book. And it's really fun and interactive with all of them. Way to go, all. Way to go for following your heart and just being you. And now others are joining in. And I think, I believe more and more and more people are going to join Oliver's picks. Uh, what book are you reading now? What do you recommend? Right now I'm reading a book I really like called Amari and the Night Brothers. Um, it reminds me of a book I also like, the, which is the Percy Jackson series. Thank you, Oliver. You absolutely rock. And we are so happy you're here with us today. Thank you for being here, buddy. Thank you. So guys, it's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay at One to Give. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. As you've heard, most likely Ontario students are going back to school to in-person learning on Monday. And us at One to Give, we just love teachers so much. And what we're asking you to do this week is really simple. Write a little note, whether your child writes it or you write it or you both write it, put it in your kid's bag for them to give to the teachers on Monday. They've had a lot of changes, a lot of pivots, and it doesn't matter you know, what everyone's politics are, policies. This is about showing teachers that you support them 
and that you respect them. And you're just saying thank you. And a little thank you can go a long way because as always, we believe that kindness is contagious. Thank you, Lindsay. I, I love that idea. I think every student should go back to school and let their teachers know how they feel because I agree, they've been working so hard lately. Everyone is, and uh, we all need each other and we need to pat ourselves on the back. So thank you for that, Lindsay. And you are a teacher and you are wonderful. And thank you for being you, Lindsay. <laughs> so everyone, I just wanna thank you all for being here today. Thank you to our special guests. Please, please, please share this episode with anyone who you know may benefit from this episode or any of the connects for that matter. Let's continue to be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Mwah. Open your heart today.